You guys ready to do this thing? Yeah. Yeah. I I wrote my notes backwards. Like I I don't even know how I did it, but you know how you write, turn the page, like I, I did that but turning the page the wrong way. Nice. Does that make sense? I'm like, how, how? So I was, I was sitting here trying to get organized. I'm like, why is it backwards? <laughs> <laughs> Only you. <laughs> then after a minute, he's like, oh, the book's upside down. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it's upside down, that means I wrote upside down, too. <laughs> it's right side up. <laughs> Apparently, I do it a lot. So, you know, it's the rocket book, you know, you can wipe the pages. Mm -hmm. So this is where I end. Well, there's some blank pages, but then on the very back, I have one page front and back written. <laughs> and I'm like, why did I skip to the end? I, I don't know. Anyway. My brain's going, guys. It's like, yeah. it's a microwave gun. They're, they're slowly <laughs> microwaving your brain. They're just like, yeah. You know, how you can get a steel plate put in your head. Can you just get like aluminum foil put in there? Uh, maybe. The doctors might look at you weird and be like, "We don't know if we can do it, but if you pay us two million dollars, we will do it." Yeah. yeah. Just wrap my brain like a baked potato. <laughs> But wouldn't it be crazy, though, if you did that and then, like, all of a sudden, like, headaches and weird thoughts and stuff just disappeared because you're just, you know, none of the waves from, like, electricity and yeah. Wi-Fi and all that are penetrating your skull? Yeah. That'd be wild. Yeah. Like, yeah, all of a sudden, crazy. just clarity. Like, I, oh, man. You're like... What, Neo and the Matrix all of a sudden? Like, yeah. <laughs> like summoning guns and dodge, dodging bullets? <laughs> yeah. I don't know if aluminum foil will do that to you, but you know. <laughs> I believe it. I believe it. Right. Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to yet another episode of the Paranormal Minds of JST. My name is Shane, and tonight I'll be your host, and I am joined with the accomplices to most of the crimes I have committed, Tommy. Hello. And Josh. Damn right. <laughs> I didn't give last names, nothing incriminating here. Thank you, sir. However, if you're interested, send me an email and I can be bribed. 
At least you're honest. I mean, <laughs> most people would lie about it. What's what's the magic number? That's the question. Oh, depends on what bills I have due when when I get the email. <laughs> now we're talking like, you know, it could be ten dollars, five dollars. <laughs> he's got a he's got a Patreon on somebody else's Patreon, not even our it's own. Not, and he's got to pay for the Netflix <laughs> account. Like, that's due. Come on, twenty bucks. Uh, right. <laughs> And they keep jacking it up. So, man, oh, Hulu, Hulu's twenty five dollars. <laughs> anyway, before we trail off into old man conversation, complaining about inflation, get <laughs> <laughs> gum right. <laughs> All right. So tonight we're going to talk about the Hollow Earth or Inner Earth theories. So we've we've touched on it quite a few times, so I figured it was time that we, we actually dove into it a little deeper. Uh, the So the hollow earth theory is how it started. It was first proposed by Edmund Halley in the 17th century. Uh, the theory itself claims that the earth is hollow, just like it sounds. Not layers and a core and all that stuff, but just straight up hollow and could contain life and forests, and even civilizations with that. Uh, now, I will use the term inner earth uh, probably more than hollow earth. Now, as we've progressed through the years, the hollow earth theory has turned more to inner earth. So we know the earth's not hollow. It's just scientifically not possible. Uh, so when I say inner earth means like cave systems, big big pockets of giant caves and things like that that are randomly spread throughout the globe, but there's still crust and layers and the core and, you know, all that science stuff is still there. All right. Uh, so one of the driving forces of this theory back in the day and is uh, often confused as a creator of the theory is a guy named John Sims. Uh, he spent the better part of his life traveling and giving lectures on the theory, uh, publishing articles, and uh, he's most notable for the, quote, discovery of the Sims hole. He didn't actually discover it. You know, he just said it was there. Uh, so this is a hole said to be at the North Pole that could be used to enter the hollow earth. Um, so that's important. We'll come back to that about the poles. Uh, so I'm going to jump way into the future. So we, we, we see the theories. Well, what, what got us talking about this, I'm sure you guys remember, was the discovery in May 2022 in Guangxi, China. Uh, you guys remember when that uh, the ground collapsed and it exposed that giant uh, ancient forest underground? Uh, so in case you haven't heard of that, it's about 630 foot deep uh, discovered in Guangxi, as I said, and an ancient forest, like plants there that were said to be extinct for millions of years were right there under their feet. Uh, so there's a bunch of these sinkholes and caves throughout China. Um, there's also, we're going to step back a little further, in 1991 in Vietnam, uh, Ho Khan discovered a cave entrance, right? Now, 20 years later, it took 20 years for the scientists to finally get there and explore, but it, it was the same thing, except much, much larger. Uh, they now call it the Sandong Cave, and it's it's three million years old, uh, six miles long. There's a forest. There's a river. There's a freaking river running through this this cave system. 
And what's interesting about this cave, so now we're going to get more and more paranormal. All I've talked about is theory and actual discovery so far. Well, did you guys know... Well, first, have you heard of the Sundong Cave before? No. No? Okay. I think, I think uh, I've heard of it before. I didn't realize it was that old, but I remember the oh, six miles yeah. long or whatever. <laughs> right. So the locals around the cave consistently see reptilian life forms in the cave. Uh, so... What we refer to as just aliens, you know, reptilian aliens, they're they're seeing these reptile humanoid figures in the cave. There are pictures as well. Of course, they're like our, our friend, the blurry Bigfoot. You know, they're in the distance and a little blurry, but, I mean, it, it checks out. Yeah, you see them there. Uh, so, makes you start to question, okay, so we have these forests. Are there other life forms, other humanoid life forms within here. All right, so we're going to jump back again to the year 1946 um, and discuss Admiral Richard Byrd. Uh, he was an explorer. He went all over the world, did all kinds of crazy stuff. He was the first guy to, to fly over the North Pole, I believe. Um, don't quote me on that. He was the first to do something up there. But, uh, yeah, flew all over the place. Well, he was brought in to head up something called the High Jump Expedition. All right. Now, this was uh, to go down to Antarctica and look for potential sites for mil military bases. Uh, so the mission was never finished, right? Uh, they went down there, they went around, and then just kind of left. So years go by, and no one really knows what's up. You know, this is 1946. He eventually dies. Well, his son is going through all of his items and finds a, a secret diary that documents why they left. Uh, so he found an entrance to inner earth, hollow earth, whatever he would have called it, uh, and flew his plane in. Uh, there was a valley of vegetation. There were streams. I mean, it was just like we see everywhere else, except this time he saw a city made of crystal like buildings made of crystal glimmering. Well, when, when he's flying through and he sees this, he's like, whoa, man, this is crazy. Well, something takes control of his ship. He's no longer able to fly his ship, and something is taking it and landing, kind of like tractor beam and you know, sci-fi movies, right? Well, they make him land, and this dude comes out, um, and there's flying disc. I, I will note there's flying disc flying around, uh, flying saucers around the city. So he's approached by a guy who calls himself the master. Uh, and he's like, look, we're, we're disappointed in humanity. Like, you're here trying to make military bases. We've seen what you've done with like the atom bomb, I believe, was recently. And you're, you're destroying the planet. It's not just yours. You need to stop. And we're hoping that you do. We have faith that you will. You Trust us. You need to just do this. <laughs> All right. Uh, so they let him go. Well, of course, uh, the Admiral, Admiral Byrd, he, he goes to his supervisor and the people involved in the project. He's like, yo, no, don't build military bases. We need to go public with this. We need to change what we're doing. And he was silenced. Uh, he was like, no, this is classified. You do not utter a word of this ever, like straight up. And they, they must have scared him because he, he didn't. 
He he never talked about it, but he he kept that journal that his his son found years later. So, what I thought was a little interesting about that story, um, we all know about the Antarctic Treaty, right? Where the country, none of the countries can go and set up bases or do anything. We can only go to Antarctica for peaceful reasons, uh, research and such. That was signed just 13 years after Admiral Byrd uh, had this experience. Uh, it was signed in, what, 1959. Coincidence? Hmm. For just 13 years, we're talking about, hey, we're going to put military bases here, and then that quick, it's like, nope, nope, no, 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 no. None of us are doing it. Don't go. <laughs> so uh, I talked about the theory origin, right? This is what, what the... 17th century. Well, the actual experiences go back long before that. There was uh, a guy, he was called the Rabbi Shimon Bar Yokai. That sounds right. Uh, And he wrote the Zohar. Have you guys heard of the Zohar associated with uh, Jewish tradition? Well, he, he went into this cave. He was in hiding back in the 13th century. Uh, it said that he he was in this cave for for years, hiding out, you know, from persecution and such. Right. Well, during that time, he he wrote the Zohar from an experience of some being coming from from inside the cave and talking to him. Uh, so he described that there are seven Earths, right? Like there's one outer Earth, and then the seven Earths are or the other six are below the one, so going into the earth, uh, and that they are inhabited. And you, you, can, you can look this book up. I, I definitely want to read it. Uh, it is a religious text, but it, it, it talks about things that this dude in the 13th century should not have known. It talked about solar systems and, and space and all sorts of stuff out there. It also describes beings that live within the earth, that are gray with large black eyes and describes them. And we talked about the reptilians earlier. This dude described the grays as living inside the earth as well. <sighs> so pretty weird. And if you look at, into it, all religions, all cultures, uh, all around the world has stories of beings that are not human that live under us that live in the earth, like every single one. Uh, you, you can't find one that doesn't. Um, so it, it's wild. So it makes you start to think maybe this is true. So I've referenced the aliens. I, I say aliens. If they're living in the earth, they're not aliens, right? Uh, subterranean, I guess you would call them. Uh, and, uh, there's lots of sightings, too, with the UFOs, the flying saucers. So uh, Admiral Byrd saw them in Antarctica. We see them all the time across the globe. Well, you know how often they disappear into mountains, into volcanoes, into the ocean. So maybe they're going to inner Earth, and they're actually of this planet, and they're coming out. Uh, I just wanted to reference one uh, from 1947. We have a Kenneth Arnold was flying a plane around and he saw a whole squad of flying saucers, right? So he chased them and they were in Washington state and they flew into Mount Adam, which is a volcano there. They flew in and disappeared. 
that's uh, it just trips me out all over the world, all different time frames, all the same story. So I figured it was it was time to talk about this. But what a I know I just I just said a lot. So what do you guys think? Come here, Tommy. You look antsy to talk. <laughs> I was just gonna say I, I like the concept of hollow earth or inner earth. And um I've I had uh, heard of Bird uh going to the Antarctic. I hadn't heard the exactly what he saw. <clears throat> um some of the people I've listened to, uh they just said he saw something and they silenced him, told him he's not allowed to talk about it. It does bring to mind, you know, talking about hollow it brings to mind of course journey to the center of the earth, you know. Um and that book, which was written eighteen seventy one. There there's something to it and you also have the Green Kids of Wolf's Pit. Have you heard of that? Mm-mm. All right. The Green Children of Wolf's Pit is two kids show up in a village in Wolf's Pit. It's in England. And they're colored green. Um, and they spoke, uh, they didn't speak English. So, some family took them in. Um, it was a boy and girl. The boy died. Uh, the girl, uh, they both eventually lost their green color. And the girl learned English. And they asked her, like, you know, where did you come from? And she said, we came from a cave, but we lived in a different land. So, uh, some people believe that it's a hollow earth theory or inner earth theory dealing with that, that they were uh, essentially from another spot in the earth. And somehow came out because they said it got, they saw smoke and stuff, and um, they wound up coming out of this cave, and then they were there in England. So, but yeah, so it it brings the question: Do you, you know? I mean, I'm not saying there's not a possibility that something underneath doesn't, like you said, the um, where was that at the forest that was underground in China. Shoot, uh, Guangxi. If I'm not mistaken, there's a cave in Taiwan or the Philippines. If you look at it, there's a like stream flowing in it, it's huge. There's an opening in the top where light shines down, and there's like a forest growing inside this cave. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and they're talking about you could fit, I think, the Empire State Building in that cave. That's how big it is. So, I mean, I. I'm saying it might not be deep down, like center of the earth, but I mean, mm-hmm. who's to say there isn't some life underground? Mm. Okay. Yeah, it starts to make a lot of sense when uh, when you say they fly into mountainous regions and and stuff like that. And they, these aliens disappear. It would. It only makes sense that they, I mean, there's nowhere else to go. You know. It, it, there has to be a massive cave system or, or some kind of dwelling under there that we can't see. Average On average, the crust of the Earth is, what, 15 to 50 miles deep. So, you know, it's, it's that's a lot of stretch for it to just be compacted Earth, you know what I mean? There's got to be openings in there. And we see that with caves, obviously, but I mean further down, like, 
you know. So do you guys think specifically the reptilians and the greys are actually here and not coming from space? Oh, yeah. Well, you know, now that we talk about this, it sounds like that's a good, you know, it's a logical sound theory that they're already here and and to have firsthand accounts of it, you know, of somebody actually seeing this stuff. It would, it, let's say, uh, however long ago, right, they came to Earth. Maybe not reptilians, but at least the greys. Let's go with the greys. They came to Earth, and they're studying us. You know, or maybe we are their prison colony, or their cow butcher thing. I don't know, their cattle. Uh, some people believe that. Um, <laughs> so maybe to keep their influence away, they found a way to stay underground and live a life where we couldn't see them i mean if they came thousands of years ago i mean how many people were digging deep into the ground like we are now you know not very many i mean you're talking about tribes Uh, you had a few civilizations here and there and we're talking 10,000 20,000 years ago you know yeah um so it also, would population sense. density plays a lot of role in that too, because oh. there wasn't eight billion people on the planet, right? You know? I, I mean, because what when when the Black <clears> Plague <throat> hit, it wiped out half the world's population, half of the known world's population. Let me put it that way. Where's the next? <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it makes sense. You know, if they're trying to monitor us or whatever, then yeah, underground where we weren't digging. So there is there's a theory out there that the reptilians are native to Earth, like they were here before we were. And once we came, so be it, you know, we're dropped as prison or whatever the case being, um, they realized we couldn't coexist and go, they went into the Earth. Uh, it's even said, I, I didn't, I didn't fact check this, so if it's wrong, I am sorry. But um, I saw it was on a TV show. They referenced the uh, the snake in the Garden of Eden. That the original translation of the Bible actually said he was man-like. He was more like a humanoid and not a snake. And that he just strolled up. And I'm like, wait. So the first version was a reptilian being like, hey, humans, eat this tree. <laughs> like, I, or I, the fruit of the tree. I, I don't know. I have heard... Um, that snakes back then, and uh, what I have heard dealing with that as far as the Garden of Eden was snakes had arms and legs, kind of like a lizard. And after they told or convinced Eve to take a bite of the forbidden fruit, God said, "You will slither on your belly uh, from now on." And some people have pointed because snakes have little nubs on their bellies, and certain places where feet would be. I guess I don't know how you know true that is all right so that's the explanation on why it was described having human features is that it had arms and legs maybe um so i don't know i haven't heard where it had human features just that it had like you know arms and legs like it wasn't slithering on its belly so but then again i mean you have different versions of the bible and you know yeah and this is in reference to the original and i mean shit it's been rewritten a thousand times yeah and and that could be something in like the torah you know there's a lot in the torah that's not in the like 
King James version of the Bible and stuff like that. So, but I kind of like that. That okay, the first humans that crashed here, reptilian <laughs> rolled up and it's like maybe it was a poison tree. <laughs> He's like, I don't <laughs> want humans here. Eat this apple. <laughs> you know, my thing is because I, I think uh, Doctor Who did an episode about reptilians trying to retake. And funny thing, it, I think it was in like. 2023 or it was it was 2020 yeah Yeah, 2020 yeah they tried to retake the world yeah they were the original species in that too what did he call homo reptilians yeah something (laughs) like that (laughs) so um my question is is did we force them out like were we more tough than they were or like, I, why watch why choose to live underground unless you're like deeply terrified of something, right? Maybe it was a fluke. So reptiles, you know, cold blooded. They they have to like bask in the sun, or if it's hot, they have to go somewhere cool. Maybe there was some sort of long winter or some some issue where they they went under and they probably did that on a regular basis. And then humans bred like humans do, and they came back up and like shit. What 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 happened? Well, uh, <laughs> we could point to the ice age too, maybe. You know, because um, you mentioned the winter. Maybe the ice age they wound up going underground, uh. and humans were more able to adapt to it because, you know, we have hair. We have you know we have the ability, I guess, to kill woolly mammoths and you know make fur coats and stuff like that. You know, build fire. Maybe they couldn't. You didn't need the sun. Yeah. So. Yeah, that checks out. All right. What about the grays, though? What are they doing? They're just they're just doing their research, man. <laughs> we, we've all seen Men in Black, where that little head pops open, and like <laughs> he's in there controlling the other guy. You know? Well, I mean. <laughs> Though, if you think about it with the grays, it makes sense, right? Uh, for like research purposes, when we research um, animals in their natural habitat, we don't we try to stay as far back and where they don't notice us as much as possible, right? Like we use blinds, we use uh, binoculars, um, all that stuff. So it makes sense. Like I said, there we're not digging fifty miles into you know into the earth, so they want to research us you know boom down below they have their crafts they can leave to do quick aerial research see how we're building and coming along and then boom, go right back makes sense i also like it too we've talked about um them using the sasquatches to go into the cave system for the people they kidnap like boom there we go those cave systems that we've looked at that connect yeah. all the disappearances probably have a staircase of sorts, if you will, <laughs> down into a larger civilization cave. There's an elevator yeah. behind a rock. There's a button. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're out in the middle of the forest and you find an elevator behind a rock, are you taking it down? Oh, that's a good are question. You, yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Question. Can I get, you know, 
arms to go down there because, you know, I don't know if they want me to come down there. And... Well, you already have two. What do you? <laughs> he wants I'm... extra arms. I need he extra wants to look arms. Look like Goro when he goes down. Yeah. There. <laughs> I mean, are you just like chopping off random people's arms and like super gluing them? <laughs> Maybe. He's a puppeteer. It might scare them off. They're like, what the hell is this? They've evolved. <laughs> boogity boogity. <laughs> Throw some legs on there. <laughs> I don't know if I'd take an elevator down. That'd be... Let me, if it looks safe enough for my big self to get on it, yeah, I'm, I'm taking it. You mean not like the one at uh, the Arlington? <laughs> I was a little like all three of us stood on it, and the elevator was like, "Nah, man." Even though it's supposed to have like a twenty five hundred pound weight limit or something. No, it did right. not. It was no. held up by one of those cartoon frayed ropes. <laughs> man, <laughs> what was crazy is like I'm surprised, and I understand that they couldn't like modernize it like fully, but at least be like, okay, we'll allow y'all to get bigger elevators, you know. I mean, even from being that small, from like 30s and stuff, like gangsters and all that, like, come on. You telling me Fat Tony couldn't, you know, couldn't get on the elevator? <laughs> you know. I look for this elevator now. I'm just picturing in my head, you you know when you open an elevator, you have those awkward people standing in there, step to the side. Like, mm. we push it, and there's, like, a Bigfoot reading a newspaper, and he's like, rrr, rrr, and just scoots over for us. <laughs> then you get in there, and he passes gas. Like, well, crap. <laughs> he just points at Josh. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he speaks eloquent English, man. Twas him. <laughs> Twas not I that fluctuated into the air. How absurd. T. <laughs> We're over there clawing at the side of the elevator because it's so bad. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, man. So how much of the caves do you know have been explored? The the two that opened, uh, the one in Vietnam and the, and the other one in Shenzhen. Was it Shenzhen? Shenzhen? Am I thinking of some uh, other place? Oh, Guangxi, I think. Guangxi. Yeah, yeah Guangxi is the one in China. And then... Uh, I don't know where in Vietnam. I just know it's Sandung Cave. I feel like we've talked about Sandung Cave before. That might be the one I was I, talking about, maybe. But... Yeah. Oh, but uh, so I know numerous in China have been explored, but of course that one is the largest, and then the one in Vietnam has been. Yeah. Uh, have y'all seen pictures of the one in Vietnam? Mm-hmm. Have you shown Josh? No, I haven't seen them. I'll show you real quick. Um, y'all can keep talking. I'll show you. All right. Yeah, it's beautiful, and it's just wild. I, I don't know. To think this isn't a video game, like this is a real play. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is what it looks like. I have I have seen these pictures before. These aren't some images just 
somebody created for a video game. Oh, a real life play. I would love it. Man, I'd love I to go there. Love to go there. Or the ice caves. Mm. To go visit the, those ice caves. That'd be cool too. So, with uh, the uh, Admiral Bird, what do you guys think of his experience? Because it is kind of a standalone. No one else has claimed to see a city, but no one else is going to Antarctica and flying into holes. Right. I mean, I, I could see where like people can denounce it. Like, why would you fly a plane into a hole? You know, <laughs> he was Admiral <laughs> Bird. <Man>. Yeah, <laughs> he does what he wants. YOLO. All right. <laughs> I'm sure he screamed that too. <laughs> right. YOLO. I might have. <laughs> I mean, to be honest with you, to fly into a fucking hole in the ground, I, <laughs> he had to have yelled something. <laughs> well, I mean, to, to be honest, you know, you you do have people that like to fly under the bridges and, you know, fly through tunnels. So, so that, that's, that's different. They know that it's a particular in and out. This dude's yeah. like, nah, pull in the ground. Go for it. <laughs> What's the worst that could happen? In an airplane? <laughs> well. I, I, but yeah, I, I get where people can like be like, nah, that didn't happen. It was, you know, made up or whatever. Um, I don't know. I don't. Antarctica, I feel, is one of those places that is steeped in mystery, you know? Um, I know we do a lot of climate research there, um, but I, other than that, I really just don't know what else we do there than like climate research. And you can't tell me you're using a whole continent for climate research. I mean, what else are you going to do there? There's nothing there. It's a desert, you know? And then, I think people would have found a way. I, I do think they're, they're scared to set up there. Right. Yeah. You know, you have to have permission to go to Antarctica. All right. And that that's what I'm saying. It's something it's hard to believe the city, the Crystal City, like I'll admit. Yeah. But when it coincides with no one can go there and for all these countries to sign a treaty saying they're not going to do it either. It it feels like something had to have happened. Mm. Happened. Yeah. Something serious. And you know, the Crystal City thing, Shane, I I don't know, man, because you see a lot of caves that are just filled with crystals. So, I mean, you know, I I could see a city being there. Mm -hmm. I think I could see it. And I think another thing makes me want to believe them is that if it was publicity, you know, we see people make stuff up for clout or publishing books and stuff, but he never did it. Like he he kept his little journal and and died with it and died with his story. Do you do you so, think maybe a lot of people think that maybe he was making it up to write like a science fiction novel? But but that's what I mean. If he was gonna do that, he didn't. Yeah. He wrote it in a journal and hid it. Well, that's yeah. true. You know, if he would have published it and went around talking about it and lived to the last of his days famous because of it, yeah, it's like, okay, did it happen? But nah, he he hit it. Mm. Yeah, I think how that kind of makes it, yeah, that does make it more believable for sure. Mm. Yeah. Because, 
and maybe that was his way of being like, no, I, I don't want this planet to go and ruin something so beautiful. Because I'm just picturing what a crystal city would look like, you know. I, oh, I think yeah. that'd be pretty badass. Well, I mean, I, I've said several times, I, I hate what we do to this planet, you know. I'm, I'm yeah. like, not one of those crazy, like, I wear, you know, I don't know, hemp clothing a lot and, you know, <laughs> hug treat. Like, I'm not one, you know. I'm not an extreme environmentalist, but I do think that we destroy this planet for our own selfish gain. And, you know, I I hate the fact that humans have to touch every square of this, you know, beautiful world and destroy it. So I agree with that aspect of it, you know. I think cities should all be torn down. We'll all live in boxes. <laughs> Tommy. <laughs> Tommy's like, I'd like it. It's okay. I, I've seen you when it gets cold, Tommy. You couldn't do it. You couldn't live in a box. <laughs> no, I'd build like a little hut or something with a little fireplace, you know. I, yeah. Before you know it, then there's a city again. Because yep. everyone built their little huts with fireplaces. Yeah. Instead of concrete cities, you have box cities. <laughs> 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 and I think one's worse than the other. <laughs> yeah, the concrete city. <laughs> uh, I, I I get it. It's I don't mind so much population and and living. It's the corporations that destroy acres and acres and acres to put factories and warehouses, and that's the stuff. That's like you know, we've seen that happen right here where where we live. Uh, everywhere's a warehouse now. And it's like, what happened to all the, the woods? Yeah, what happened to the forest? And yeah. I, I'm seeing deer constantly like walk through my neighborhood because they're, they're like, what the hell? Where do I go? Yeah. And it kills me, you know, we're, we're, we're removing our oxygen generators, our natural oxygen generators. Mm-hmm. Like how f***ing stupid can you be? <laughs> but I understand we have to have things too, you know, there's, there's a, there's a Tip for tap, but put back what you tear down. Well, you know, and that's like stuff that irks me about people who get upset about like capitalism and stuff like that is, you know, they just um, destroying stuff. They're abused. You know, they don't pay people right. They run 24 seven, all these negatives. And it's like, that's because you as a consumer want it. Yeah. That is, that's the biggest problem. You, you'll stand and you'd want to talk about child labor laws and stuff um, in other countries, but you're still willing to stand in line for, you know, 24 hours or a week in some cases for a new iPhone. You know. So. People stand in line for a week? Well, I mean, I, I, I don't think a week. What was it, though, when uh, one of the iPhones came out, like, people were actually... Like camping to get it. I want to say it was like the iPhone 6 or something. What the hell? A few years ago. Hey, people, man. Man, iPhones are junk. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, I'm just using that as an example. I'm leaving. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you heard it. Just like 
just like an Apple user. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, and that's what I'm getting at. Like, you know, I can understand not wanting to destroy something beautiful, but we do it for our own greed. Everybody, uh, like the greed of society in general, not just one person. So do you think maybe that's why we've had so much more, I'm going to put aliens in quotes now, alien sightings here recently, you know, over the last six months, a year. I mean, it's constant, 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 constant. Did we finally get the world to the state that these people that Admiral Byrd met and their flying discs or flying saucers are coming out now? Like, we got to intervene. They've destroyed too much. I mean... I, I wouldn't put it past it. I mean, if they if they're warning him like, "Hey, we've seen what y'all are doing. You need to stop." And now we're going from oil reserves and stuff digging for oil to now we're strip mining for cobalt, lithium, and stuff. And for a lot of people that don't know how huge strip mines are, like you can mm. take out what several hundred to thousand acres worth of forest to strip mine for these things for and we're going to have to do more strip mining for electric vehicles and right. you know what well, what about the total opposite of that hmm. what about the shutdown that happened uh, it, it happened long enough that the air quality in california became 100 percent better yeah Things started to happen where the planet was getting better. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it may have taken them time to crunch the numbers and do their research. And maybe they're like, well, let's see what happened. Let's see what, what's changed up here. Why did, why did this happen? Maybe they didn't know anything about why we shut down or, you know, they don't have the same problems we do, obviously. So What, what shut Oh, the pandemic? <laughs> yeah. I was like, "What shut down, man? What did I miss?" <laughs> he's been he's been in his house for like four years, so uh, it's just like, ah. yeah. But you're right, and that was only what two weeks or something. No, it's like it shut down for a long time, about a month, yeah, month or a two. Month. Everything yeah. slowed way down, uh, and it may not have completely shut down, but it did. You know, it stopped quite a bit. Uh, they were talking about, um, where was it? Uh, in Venice, the water was turning clear, hmm. and oh, shit. like yeah, like dolphins were being seen in uh, areas that they normally weren't. Um, you know, like you said, the pollution quality in California went way. You know, the pollution just went way down. Like people wo- walked outside and said, "Oh wow, clear skies," you know, and which reminds me of a story. Uh, I can't remember. I think it was in the 50s or 60s. Might have been the 70s. Anyways, New York had a blackout uh, where all the lights got shut down. And people wound up calling the police department because they were scared the world was ending. And what it was is outside they were looking up and they were seeing the Milky Way galaxy. (laughs) No, yeah. No light pollution. That's wild. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would. I would love before I kick the bucket or anything to like go to Arizona or New Mexico and get out in the desert and just see 
you know, the Milky Way galaxy. Yeah, be nice. <laughs> so if we, we had all that reset for just two months, imagine what we could do in a year. So oh, maybe that's all they're coming out to do. Like, hey, guys, we're going to shut you down by force for just a year. Sorry. <laughs> You'll get over it. Yeah. That would be, I'd be all right with that, I think. Yeah. What do you think the reaction, though, would be as a whole? Like, man, people would be going nuts. Do you think they try to attack them knowing oh, they yeah. couldn't succeed? Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean uh, you got rednecks down here, but like, you can't tell me what to do, you illegal aliens now. We're just going to fight you. I know. Just, just run at them shooting their deer rifle. And yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> drinking a Bud <laughs> Light, too, going at it. Beer bellies just flopping like this. <laughs> yeah. That's be funny. The gray's just going to look at him like, once you get within five feet, I'm vaporizing you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I suggest you stop. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot. That's going to be a win-win situation. We get rid of all the ignorant people and yeah. our planet heals itself. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's pretty crazy. I'm going to ask to move back with them. Be like, yay. Can I move to the Crystal City? Can I get one of these ships? <laughs> yeah. I'm not like one of these. Uh, I'm not like these other ones. <laughs> right? I get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Look, I hate people. So y'all aren't people. <laughs> we can get along. If anything, I think it shows, you know, these, these holes in the ground showing the testament of what happens when you're untouched by mankind. I'm just going to throw that out yeah. there. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, even if you take the fantasy of, I say fantasy, um, the fantasy thinking of a hollow earth or inner earth as far as like civilizations and stuff out of it, when you see caves like, you know, like that, it's just so beautiful and oh my gosh, like, I would love to go there and visit. And looking at those pictures, I see tents. And I really hope they put some strict things, because you know how people are when they camp. I mean, we've seen it. We saw it that one time where these people just left garbage on a picnic table, you know, 20 feet from the dumpster. And, like, you know, I, I'd hate for stuff to, that's that beautiful be ruined. They have that issue with Mount Everest where the Sherpas have to go up on the mountain every now and then. I think a couple of years ago, they had to go up on Everest, like all the way up to the summit in areas to pick up garbage. On That's Everest, wild. you know. So, mm. And not to mention, they also had to clean up the dead bodies because uh, the ice was melting and it was polluting their water system. All right. So I'm sure... Uh, you said you hoped it was regulated for the cave. Mm -hmm. uh, you're only allowed to go in the cave through one company, and they do the tours and they provide all the equipment to make sure everything keeps everything undisturbed. So it's very regulated. Oh, that's that's good. That's uh, good. That being said, I want I want to go. <laughs> it's it's three thousand a person, which I mean it's high, but it also might. This is priceless. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
All right. Everybody uh, join on Patreon. Let's build up money. We need 9000 between us. Uh, yeah. Does that, <laughs> is that including everything? Trip fees? <laughs> we will we will live stream. <laughs> no signal. I'm <laughs> we'll figure it out. Yeah. I'm like, I'm against live streaming, but in that case, I'll, I'll, I'll let you, Tommy. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Josh, that includes. Every, I mean, we'd have to get to Vietnam, but after that, everything is included, food and everything. Oh wow! Oh, yeah. See, that's mm. definitely like one of those trips. Like, you want to go there and not fly in, spend like two days in the cave, and then fly back. Like, mm-hmm. I'd want to experience Vietnam. Yeah, I think that'd be pretty. Want to run through a minefield? What? Yeah. Well. Uh, well oh. I mean, it's six days. You spend six days in it. Oh, wow. Oh, shit. Wow. I, I mean, that's totally worth it. I was thinking it was just going to be a couple, but no, six days. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Like, maybe two days, you know? Like, you hike in, you camp, get up the next day, and, you know, might camp one more and then hike out, you know? Like, man, six days. Wow. Right. Oh, man, they messaged me. I was looking at that company's website, and it's like, hey, let's go ahead and book you your trip. No. <laughs> I am sorry. I am broke. <laughs> I am just dreaming. <laughs> uh, our whole bucket list of places we want to visit keeps growing. Like, I know. We need, we need to hit the lottery or something. <laughs> Man. <laughs> I think someone hit that, uh, that last lottery. Yeah, they did. Mm-hmm. I didn't buy a ticket this time. I started to. I never did. It adds up quick. <laughs> yeah. Now this is this could just be me, but have you noticed how the lottery keeps getting like either right at or going over a billion dollars before somebody yeah. wins now? And I remember it getting up to like a hundred million, someone win it. Twenty million, someone win it. You know, something like that. But now it's like getting up in the billions. I think everyone's that broke. I think like more people are buying more tickets, mm. so it's jumping up quicker. Yeah, because there's no hope, there's no money. Yeah, yeah. I was like, this is my only chance at happiness is to win this. <laughs> right. Yep. <laughs> Either that or the government's doing it so that way they can keep us poor. Because technically, the lottery is a tax on poor people. Yeah. Yeah. Well. If I can spend twenty dollars and get a shot at a billion dollars, I'm gonna take it. <laughs> I mean, I'm not doing it. Just... <laughs> Actually, it would have been what five hundred million dollars, I guess, not a billion dollars, because they tax at fifty percent, yeah, roughly. What was it that one person won? Like, what was it when it was at like two point five or two point three billion? It was like that one person uh-huh. out of California. Yeah, and they ended keeping what walk away at what six hundred thousand, seven hundred thousand. Uh, I can't remember because they took the half right at the front, and then they tax it again as income after that, which is another thirty percent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I think I don't know if California has an income state income tax. Do they? I thought every state. Mm-mm. Tennessee doesn't have Tennessee an income tax. Tennessee ain't got one. 
Arkansas is looking at getting rid of their income tax, and so is Mississippi. Oh. Well, how did I never know this? Why the hell do we live here? <laughs> it's not because we want to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I'm like five but, minutes from Tennessee. I mean, <laughs> nah. I ain't gonna lie. I wouldn't mind living up close to like Paris, Tennessee, and stuff like that up in the mountains. I wouldn't mind that. Then the big foot gonna get you. Good. You get them big feet. <laughs> you think he has a foot fetish? Like me or Bigfoot? <laughs> no, Bigfoot. <laughs> I mean, do you have a foot fetish? I mean, I mean, feet don't disgust me, but you know, <laughs> I don't have a fetish about it. <laughs> I was talking about Bigfoot, like, oh man, he might. Could you imagine? I mean, Maybe. we gave him the name. He didn't name himself Bigfoot. I don't think <laughs> that'd be weird. <laughs> it, it's funny how it's just Bigfoot, not big feet. Like you know, because he has two feet. But we call him Bigfoot. Does he have two feet? I mean, maybe, maybe he's pretty he has blurry a normal in those size, like, Maybe he has a normal size, like, left foot. We're back on fucking Bigfoot again. <laughs> <laughs> they might. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. That was good. <laughs> um, I, I, I don't know. I think it'd be awesome to visit that cave system and what if yeah. it is so strict because there is maybe an entrance also all right oh and maybe wh- whoever is in the cave whatever beings i'll, I'll say mm. maybe they started this company that's a possibility oh yeah like they they have the guise yeah. of humans and it's like okay we're we're gonna say you know, we're only allowing this one company. We have deals with certain humans that we know we can trust mm. because they were smart enough to know after discovery, like people are going to keep coming in here. But yeah. if we give the complete rights over <laughs> to one company, karate chop my mic, uh, that'll, that'll keep it restricted. Right. Well, I, I mean, yeah. yeah. And, it, and it makes sense because let's say they don't need money. Right. In their society, obviously, they probably don't. If they do, they have a different type of currency than what we mm. use, right? They wouldn't see ours as legitimate. So you could actually get with some humans, be like, look, y'all keep all the proceeds, all the profit, and we'll allow y'all to use this cave. Y'all can bring people here, and that can also further their studies on humans, you know? It's the sleep study section. It's just like, all right, we know they're going to camp out here. We'll see how they sleep. That'd be weird. If we went and then someone was like zipped open, it was like, mm, he snores. Mm-hmm. So I looked up the company. All they do are cave explorations. Means you got to have a lot of knowledge about caves. Just saying. <laughs> is it just in Vietnam or is it like? Throughout yeah, the whole it's, world. It's, it's just Vietnam, and it's just caves. One, two, three, four, five, six. Six different caves. Oh, 
I wonder if they're the same. Well, no, that one just looks like a cave. That you know of, once you get further. No, right? (laughs) Oh, man. This one is only $426 for four nights. $426? (laughs) That's a lot cheaper than the other one. Is it just a dark cave? Yeah, it's just like your standard rock cave. Um, oh, if, I, if we're going to do that, you know, there's a place in Arizona, they took an old mine uh, and turned it into a hotel. So, like, there's an elevator that goes, like, all the way down to this huge, like, cave, essentially. They got lights and everything in there. There's, like, a water stream that runs through it, and hmm. your bad TV and all that's in there. And I all think right. you're, like, 400 feet below ground or something like that. Hmm. So, and it looks pretty cool. I saw it on uh, Jack and Ozzy's road trip thing. They stayed there one night, and I'm like, man, that'd be cool to stay there. Uh, I wonder if it's hot. Gotcha. <laughs> Could be. All right. So I think we, we've pretty much landed on, we, we believe there could be the reptilians, or there could be the greys. Do you think... They know of each other's existence and if they get along. Our theory before, or you know, we've talked about maybe they have different goals and they they could possibly not get along. I mean, we have nothing really to back that up, though. Uh, what do you guys think if they are in Inner Earth, what their interactions would be? I mean, who's to say that maybe a Maybe they are. Yeah, maybe they do get along now, uh, because we are like their enemy. I would say, uh, if that makes sense. Like we're destroying the earth. What if they're trying to preserve it? So why two people would want to save something, fight each other, and not fight the people that are trying to destroy it? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I I don't know if I could see them fighting because it, it's well, you know, it may be one of those things where they had their own treaties long before us, mm-hmm. and we forced the reptilians down. And you know, the Greys still had their trades. They had to. Do. It's. I feel like it's the same concept of of how we run things, right? It's uh, goods and services, goods and services. It's just. You know, everybody needs hose. that. Pimps and hoes. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, and I feel like that may be the same thing. You know, they, they had their trade routes. They do their thing. And uh, that's why they have the ability to just fly straight into those these volcanoes and these, these open holes in the ground. And uh, nothing happens, you know. You don't hear anything happen about it. Um, I just don't see them fighting, though, you know. Uh-huh. And maybe even the reptilians were here, you know, first before humans, like we talked about, they were in there and they welcomed the greys into the cave system. Yeah. Like, Hey, it's, it's hostile up there. You know, uh, you can hang out here and. Yeah. That that's what earthquakes sense. really are. It's those fighting, those two fighting. <laughs> 
<laughs> They're down there like, yeah, these idiots think that's tectonic plates. <laughs> <laughs> One just lopped a grenade. <laughs> oh, man. A little, little shot after shot, guys. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's a it's another thing too to think um humans as a species are really young compared to anything else we talk about yeah. so they may have evolved well beyond the need for violence and you know aggravation and all this that and the other you know okay because anybody's gonna eventually is foul as we are now we'll eventually realize that peace is the better option and more money can be made and more money can be saved than in, in a peaceful situation than it can any other way yeah. but for everybody not just for 10 people you know on the whole <laughs> fucking planet are there uh, are there any other races of aliens that are commonly seen i know we always talk about grays and reptilians None, I, none popping my head past that. I really think that's about all I've heard. You know, I mean, little green yeah, men, common. but you know, that's just you know, according to I some, think. that's just made up. So, uh, yeah. Oh. What if a little green man's the result of a reptilian breeding with a gray, since they're locked in caves underground? The wolf spit people, kids, they're green. Yeah. And they're yeah. little, and yeah. one was technically they're of mankind ish, maybe. Mm. I mean, they're green, they have human <laughs> features. So. There you go. It's a reptilian, a reptilian gray. Mm. <laughs> you know, a lot of reptiles too have natural camouflage. So, mm. uh, like chameleons can uh, you know, kind of change the color of their skin to match their surroundings. And. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why they were green at first, but they weren't green later on. I don't know. Hmm. That's Makes wild. a lot of sense. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> do Do you think their eyesight would be, I would say, the same as ours, or would it be different? Like maybe they evolved and they can't see. And that's why we don't really see reptilians so much up here. It would definitely have affected their eyesight. I think they would just be better hunters in the dark. That's all. Uh, then, I mean, the light would probably put them pretty hard. But they gotta have some kind of. If they are true reptilians, they have to have some sort of, you know, at least artificial light to give them the nutrients that they need because they're not really like us. Like we can technically go without the sun. Aren't there slagmites or something that can produce its own light? A rock that can produce its own light? I'm sure there's some sort of natural bioluminescence, but I don't know. Uh, And there might be plant life and animal life down there that generates light. I know that sounds weird, but we've even seen uh, like fish that do that. Yeah. The angler fish. Deep sea fish. (laughs) Scary ass fish. (laughs) <laughs> the further down they go the more freaking weird it gets like yeah so yeah imagine an an ancient forest underground be some yeah. crazy shit right <laughs> some stuff we know nothing about 
think it's crazy that it's you know there was enough enough light down there for natural plants to grow and and mm-hmm. survive obviously like flourished um and i think that too is like a over time and it's it's a, it's kind of how our planet was built too over time they're going to create their own atmosphere mm-hmm. so and that may be why the, the reptilians aren't in that specific area anymore maybe when it collapsed in it was like it flooded the the area with you know more nitrogen than that was needed you know or something crazy like that mm-hmm. and they had to they had to push further in maybe so yeah. well yeah, uh-huh. makes sense all right My breath. <laughs> I mean, you just said, said like two or three sentences. So. I know. I know. It's too much. <laughs> too much, guys. Sorry. I used to talk so much, people would tell me, do you, do you ever stop talking? I'll do it being old. Right. Well, right. well I, think, uh, I think we've beat this one up today, unless you guys got something else you want to touch on. Yeah. I figured it was about time. Like I said, we... We had talked about it a lot. It's like, why Why haven't one of us talked about this yet? <laughs> yeah, I think Tommy's mentioned yeah. it three or four hundred times. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, there we go. All right, so yeah, we'll jump into final thoughts. So, Tommy, what you got? I I, I like the idea of um, of like a civilization in the earth, right? I mean, with the cave systems and stuff like that, I love the idea of something that's untouched by us. Do do I think it's real as far as like reptilians and greys living in there? I don't. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. I I do think it's crazy that a dude flew a plane into a hole in the ground. So dealing with <laughs> Admiral Byrd's uh, <laughs> journal on that. Um, I'm a little skeptical on the the hole. I kind of think maybe he's probably talking about a cave above ground and it was just big enough. Um, But yeah, um, I do know that there are cave systems that interconnect, intertwine. There are caves that are real huge that, you know, like I said, you could fit the Empire State Building in that one in Vietnam. And they're beautiful. They got plant life, so... I'm not saying that people couldn't live in a cave system. So that's that's my final thought. It's it's up in the air <laughs> for me. Ooh. Undecided. We don't get many of those. <laughs> I know. I I figured I'd change it up. You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. I uh I believe Admiral Bird. Uh, I think he flew his plane into a hole and I think he found the crystal city and like, it makes sense. Like we have crystal caves. Why not? Why not a crystal city? You know? Um, I think it's crazy because we have photograph and video, uh, video evidence of, uh, UFOs flying into open holes in the ground, volcanoes, uh, disappearing in the middle of nowhere. Like where are they going? There's only one place they can go. You know, and it's into the earth. So I, I think there's an entire 
race of reptilians and greys that live there that intermingle and and do their trading and and like I said earlier the the holes that fell into the ground you know maybe it just pushed them further in we didn't see them it would make sense because the natural bio you know the the natural atmosphere that would have been created there would have been shattered so I believe they there uh, it does make sense uh, so I'll touch on like obviously we know there is some sort of inner earth even if it's just jungles uh, so I think our biggest discussion is if there are these creatures these civilizations i i believe the reptilians were here before us i think they are earth's original dominant species and uh, it didn't click till you mentioned the ice age earlier tommy like before that there were giant the dinosaurs right so it kind of makes sense that there was like a humanoid type more intelligent creature alongside of them and then after the ice age we had you know the mammoths and the mammals, you know, us mammals took over the earth after that. Uh, so yeah, definitely believe they probably went down and technically reptiles, some of them, you, they can be frozen, right? And then still come back to life after. So it, it makes sense. I know that they're yeah. under here. Uh, that'd be some shit. These ice caps melting. And then all of a sudden, you know, there's like 10,000 reptilians washing up on shore. but but yeah definitely believe that um the grays is they're weird but it it checks out we know they've been seen here we have already connected them to the sasquatches and disappearances and cave systems so it feels like this is the missing piece that they they are in the earth and now it makes sense because if they were coming back and forth to earth we have satellites that would pick that up a lot easier than them coming out of a volcano. We're not going to see that. Um, so yeah, I think ultimately, yeah, I believe they're there. I still struggle with the crystal city, <laughs> but I, I don't doubt there was something there. Yeah. But that's just for probably lack of being able to visualize it. Usually I can visualize things and I can't picture a crystal city. Uh, well, this this might help you out. What if the city isn't actually crystal, but some type of glass luminescent thing that resembles crystal, and that's just how he could describe it? Yeah, could be. Uh, what pops in my head is Emerald City from Wizard of Oz. <laughs> Maybe that's all. I'm like, I don't, I don't like it. It's tacky. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> but it it would make sense if they are greys and they first came to this planet and they had the technology to you know manipulate the surroundings just like we do by building stuff that's what they had available to them it makes sense they would have built their buildings out of crystal Uh, so I'm going to follow Tommy's lead I'm going to say I'm up in the air on the city (laughs) but I do believe the greys are here. I do believe the reptilians are and came first and do believe they're, they're all in this inner earth. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Cool. Well, I like that subject. That was entertaining. Yeah, it was. It was a good one. So, 
on that note, I guess we will bid you all adieu. Um, make sure to adieu. adieu. <laughs> Uh, make sure to drop a, a rating on wherever you're listening to this podcast at. Help us uh, climb up in those ranks. Uh, make sure to follow us on Patreon. You'll see those pictures we shared earlier of this pretty cool cave system. Don't don't just Google it. Just just sign up on Patreon. And uh, yeah, drop us a like on Facebook and YouTube and all those other good things. And in the comments below, as always, let us know what you think.